are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday final show of the week. I'm excited for next week. We're going to look at how the Pelicans have improved. Are they better offensively? Are they better defensively? Are they better in the intangibles? We'll do a whole series about it. But before we get to all that, we got to do today's show. And there's still a lot to talk about. Taking a, taking a listener viewer question is Devontae Graham replacing Eric Bledsoe or Lonzo Ball? What about Nikhil Alexander Walker, who we're expecting to start? So you're replacing Lonzo Ball or Eric Bledsoe? I actually hate this analogy. And I'm going to explain exactly why that is. And then it's going to lead us into a discussion of well, kind of who who starts? What's the, what's the backcourt going to look like? We'll cover that in the second segment of today's show. And then, oh yeah, the preseason schedule has been revealed. The Pelicans do have a home game along with some news about what it might take to get into said game. So we'll cover all of that coming up in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching it there. And tell a friend about the show, the only show that's coming to you five days a week, giving you all of the content you want about this team, breaking down the biggest stories, all of that stuff. It's some bonus content on YouTube too, which is going to be coming soon and should hopefully have up for you all today, involving Buddy Heald and the Sacramento Kings. So stay tuned for that on YouTube as well. So let's get into the listener question and what uh, you know uh, what I thought here which was a pretty good one so this one comes from champs world 404 at champs world 404 on Twitter and it was what uh, you know I threw it out there of like what do you want me to talk about on today's show we had some time and he goes the fact that Devonte Graham is supposed to replace Eric Bledsoe and not Lonzo Ball that's Nikhil and everyone else's job to replace Lonzo Ball I've seen this Uh, in various forms on Twitter over the past week. And I disagree with it. Like I really very much kind of disagree with this thought for a couple of reasons. So first and foremost, I think people are saying this almost as like a bit of a defense mechanism. A lot of national media are being like, well, they lost Lonzo Ball, but brought in Devontae Graham, who maybe isn't as good as Lonzo Ball as a, as you know, overall as a player. And most national media is kind of saying the Pelicans had a bad off season. To a degree, they did, I think, even if they're a much improved team. Kind of saying that it's not a one-for-one thing makes you kind of uh, kill and shoot down some of the ideas that national media are saying. So it's it looks a little bit better for your favorite team. I get it. That makes sense. Um, but also, you know, I think people are trying to kind of try and rationalize a little bit about what's going on. But I, I hate this because I don't see it this way at all. So first and foremost, let's look at the roles that they played last season, Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. When you look at, and this is position estimates, including time and things like that, Lonzo Ball played point guard 93% of the time and shooting guard 7% of the time. For Eric Bledsoe, it was 36% of the time at point guard and 64% of his time at two guard. This is this is only an estimate, and this comes from Basketball Dash Reference, but it kind of gives us an idea of how people are viewing these two players. I think 
Ball was more of the point guard than Eric Bledsoe was, but I think the team also realized he needed to work off Ball a little bit more and not be a pure point guard and played him with a guy like Eric Bledsoe, who's also been a point guard and can handle the rock. And they kind of split those duties to a certain degree. But then you get into some of the more advanced stats. We can check passes made per game. Passes made per game, and these guys played about the same amount of time, about a two-minute difference between them. Bledsoe played 29.7 minutes per game. Lonzo Ball played 31.8. It's virtually just a two-minute difference right there. Lonzo Ball made 59.3 passes per game in those minutes. Eric Bledsoe was 34.8. When you talk about who was moving the ball more and then clearly having the ball in his hands more, it was without a doubt... Lonzo Ball. He had more potential assists. He averaged more assists also than Eric Bledsoe did. You know, when you look at it that way, the more point guard of the two was definitely Lonzo Ball. 5.7 assists per game for him. And then for Eric Bledsoe, it was 3.8. So this is how we have to kind of frame what it is. But I've also, so I've seen people, you know, throw this out being like, well, you know, Devontae Adams is replacing Bledsoe and Nikhil's going to be the starting point guard for New Orleans. I don't necessarily agree with that, though I don't disagree. What I dislike about this whole discussion is trying to compare the backcourt of last season to the backcourt of the future it was bad last year that was the weakest part of the team let's not look at this as kind of the blueprint for what the pelicans wanted to build i've seen people be like well Nikhil is 6'6 six, six. lonzo ball is 6'6 six, six. that's his replacement there I don't think the pelicans in the front office and david griffin are looking at this team and being like we need a 6'6 six, six guy in the backcourt and he does this job i think the way we should look at it and i think the way the team's looking at it is just put the two best guards you've got in the backcourt together you know, that it could at least kind of handle the ball. If it's two combo guards, it's two combo guards. If it's not, it's not. You know, if one's a pure point and one's a two guard, that's fine too. But put, you know, the two best guards that complement each other somewhat in the backcourt together. I don't think we need to look at the past as trying to kind of figure out what they're going to do in the future. And people start making some leaps because of that. Again, just because two guys are 6'6", doesn't mean one's replacing the other. And in fact, Nikhil, if you look at him, is much more of a two guard then a, a point guard, you know, in the sense that Lonzo was one, right? Nikhil this past season didn't average great assist numbers. He had a stretch where he started, right? He started 13 games last season. In those 13 games that he started and played 34 minutes during those 13 games, he averaged just three assists per. That's not him replacing Lonzo Ball then when Lonzo was getting closer to six assists per game. Scoring numbers, by the way, were really good in those starts. 19 points. We'll talk about that coming up here in a second. But when you look at it, it's certainly not the case that, you know, he is going to be the point guard and then Devontae Graham is going to be kind of the off-ball guard replacing Eric Bledsoe. I don't know if Nikhil's capable of doing that. But if you kind of remove that from the equation and you're not looking for a one-to-one replacement and don't do that, right? The backcourt was bad last year. It's fine. You have Nikhil who can score and can move the ball around well enough. You have Devontae Graham, who actually is probably more the most aggressive of some of these guys at times, not more than Nikhil, but then the backcourt last year, willing to drive and create and kick to others that way, even if he's not good at finishing at the rim. It's completely different things. Don't look at them to replace these guys. Just look at it as in they're getting a new backcourt and it's really that simple. So we'll look at Nikhil maybe starting and who else starts. Is it actually Devontae Graham or is it going to be someone else? So we'll talk about all of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. 
before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. Look, uh, sweating profusely is a terrifying proposition. If you're given a, a presentation and you're sweating through your shirt, you're going to be nervous about it. It's going to kill your confidence. Your presentation's not going to be well. Imagine being on a date, a first date, let's say, just sweating through your shirt, particularly in New Orleans where it's unbelievably humid. You might need to wear like black shirts. It might kind of influence everything you're doing. And all of a sudden you're rearranging your life because you sweat too much. Well, that's where sweat block comes in to help you with that. This isn't fun to talk about, but it's an important thing. Excessive sweating. I know many people have dealt with this. Sometimes I'm talking a lot during the show and I start sweating a bunch because you're moving and it just kind of keeps you going. So that's why I got to try the sweat block antiperspirant wipes. These things are amazing. They're doctor created, doctor recommended, and they work for up to seven days. It's really that simple. You wipe it on before you go to sleep, go to bed, you wake up and you're covered for seven days and you're not going to sweat profusely. And I say you're not going to sweat profusely because they have the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. These things have been featured and tested in many ways. You've got to check out the Rachel Ray show with the, the thing they did with the firefighters and how it kept those guys from sweating profusely. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years where they have only 13, over 13,000 reviews and they're made in the USA. So you can wear what you want and get your confidence back. Nail the presentation. Kill it on that date. Get a second date while you're at it. So if you want to give these things a try, you can go to sweatblock.com, the sweatblock antiperspirant wipes and get 20% off over at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or over at Amazon or CVS. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You got baseball doing weird promotional things, which maybe you knew was going to lead to a whole lot of home runs. And if you did, you could have gotten in on the action through BetOnline.ag, made yourself some money. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Free money. It's like you already won a bet over at BetOnline.ag when you use Promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on over at betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. So we just went over the stuff with the backcourt and why I don't think that I, I like the, the idea that Nikhil is a replacement for one of them and Devontae Graham is a replacement for another. I don't think any of them are really replacing any of them. It's just different players that, you know, hopefully are going to be better. Kind of as simple as that. Um, and they're, and they're different skill sets saying that, you know, Nikhil is supposed to replace Lonzo is going to set Nikhil up for a lot of failure. I don't think he's quite that kind of passer or guy that's going to get that many assists, partially because he's doing other things like driving and attacking. But I do think Nikhil's going to be a starter. I think it's safe to use like a thick, heavy pencil. That's hard to erase and use that to kind of put him into the starting lineup. But is Devonte Graham going to be the other guy or does he come off the bench? I think my first thought on this is, yeah, he's going to be the starter alongside Nikhil. You just gave up a first-round pick to bring him in. Uh, you probably want to get your money's worth and make sure he's playing 30-plus minutes per game. But maybe maybe you need a guy like that who's kind of instant offense, right, who can pull up and shoot, even if he's not great at it, who's willing to at least drive and attack basket, even if he doesn't finish well around the rim. He's a sub-40% shooter um, for his you know whole career, for his whole season and career right now. But he at least does it, which breaks the defense down. Maybe you need that guy. And then, of course, he's a good three-point shooter. Maybe you need that guy out there on the court with the second unit trying to create for him because you're losing Nikhil in that role. Maybe you look at a guy like Tomas Sadoransky if he's on the roster to be that other just steady 
two guard that can also play point a little bit that has good size and just go with a big backcourt. Devontae Graham is undersized. Or maybe it's a guy that's not even on the team yet. Maybe Buddy Heald. And if you check out the Lockdown Pelicans YouTube page today, you'll see a clip from the Lockdown Kings podcast where I'm on there kind of talking about that trade, potential trade with Josh Hart for Buddy Heald, what that looks like. And are the Kings truly interested in something like that? But that seems to make a little bit more sense. I kind of like the idea of Devontae Graham as super sub off the bench that you can also use to close out games. Maybe the backcourt closing games is Nikhil and him, and I think that makes a lot of sense. But you want him with the bench unit or with him and Zion and three other second unit guys to try and blow up leads when they're or build up bigger leads when they're playing against opponents second units that all seems to make a lot of sense to me and I wonder if the Pelicans really aren't done or would they just go with a guy like Sadoransky solid if unspectacular play barely solid but still doesn't shoot a lot of threes but if you have Nikhil kind of in that role you know maybe you have enough shooting there but things get start start to get really interesting if you think about and this is something we're going to save okay this will be coming but what about the idea, and you know, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, Najee Marshall starting at the three, Zion at the four, Valanciunas at the five, Brandon Ingram at the two, and Nikhil playing kind of your point guard. You've heard Willie Green say they're going to play through B.I. and Zion a lot. Both those guys have been proven guys that can kind of do point forwardish stuff and be your creators with Nikhil kind of as your third. There's enough ball handling in there, I think, to make it a really scary offense. And if you see Najee Marshall continuing to drain threes and do some of the other things that he's doing, keeping him in as a starter makes makes a boatload of sense to me. And that might be the best way to go about it. Then you have Devontae Graham coming off the bench, probably replacing Najee as the first sub in. And then all of a sudden, B.I. slides to the three. You've got Nikhil, Najee, um, B.I., Zion, Valanciunas. Valanciunas comes out, maybe in comes Jackson Hayes. Maybe then you see a guy like uh, two guys coming out in Ingram and Nikhil. And that's how the rotation starts to get built. And I don't hate that. Again, it's better than what it was last season, I think. But clearly the Pelicans have a lot of flexibility with what they want to do offensively and the roles they want guys to play, which is why I don't think you need to see one as a replacement for another particularly because these guys have such different skill sets the backcourt wasn't good last year Bledsoe was terrible right but Lonzo wasn't amazing either you know it, it, it's tough to see him go I think but it wasn't amazing I mean you get flamed in the comments for Zion uh, for Lonzo stands who still somehow watch the show and want to fight about all of this but no, Nikhil can be something entirely different and you shouldn't want to index your play and kind of make that the the model that you want to follow going forward when the backcourt was terrible. So I really, really, to the point where I've based two segments on the show around it, dislike that comparison. So let's move past that one and just look at the way the backcourts could work and who the best guys to complement one another are and finding the right roles for them on the team. Not the guys who are in bad roles last year that's that's not great so let's move on from that um before we wrap up today's show today's episode of locked on pelicans brought to you by built bar you know i love these i just ordered a new set of built bars uh three different ones i love the mixed box where you can just pick whichever three flavors i'm kind of digging right now i got the mint brownie i got the salted caramel and they have a limited time rocky road flavor so basically you're giving me a rocky road candy bar except it's healthy for me 
I absolutely love it. It's healthy for me because it's 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180. The Rocky Road is only 150 calories per bar, so well under 200. Only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. These things taste amazing. The consistency on that Rocky Road bar is going to be fantastic. It's not going to be chalky. It's not going to be dry. It's going to be softer, a little bit chewy, but kind of in a good way where you're really going to be thinking you're eating a candy bar. So to give Built Bars a try, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. All right, wrapping up today's show, we just kind of really looked at the backcourt from a number of different angles with Nikhil being in there, maybe or maybe not Devontae Graham as a starter, maybe Brandon Ingram, maybe Buddy Heald, a whole bunch of different names and different ways that the Pelicans can go with this. But we also got some just like on-court stuff. They're going to play some preseason games and preseason's going to be here before you know it. So the Pelicans have four preseason games coming up starting Monday, October 4th at Minnesota. Then they come home on October 6th to the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans to take on the Orlando Magic, which is actually going to be a pretty interesting one. Franz Wagner is there. Jalen Suggs is there. The Magic had a really good draft, have a bunch of young, kind of fun, exciting guys. I'm going to be looking forward to being in the Smoothie King Center that night. Then they're on the road at Chicago. Revenge game versus Lonzo Ball, let's say, maybe, on Friday, October 8th. And then on Monday, October 11th, they take on the Utah Jazz as they wrap up the preseason before the regular season starts. It's cool to see actual basketball games that matter a little bit more than summer league. They're not a ton on the schedule. That game in the Smoothie King Center, though, also interesting because we just saw the vaccine and negative test mandate come out from the city of New Orleans. If you want to go to a Saints game next year in the Dome, right, and that's coming up really soon, you're going to either need to show proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test Within the past 72 hours, there's no reason to believe at all that things are going to be different for the Pelicans in the Smoothie King Center. So I'd be willing to bet the same rules that apply to the Superdome are going to apply to the Smoothie King Center if you want to go watch the Pelicans in this preseason game, potentially then adjusting later on as the season goes on and, you know, whatever the city's doing with COVID restrictions. Um, And the Pelicans last season were doing vaccinations, things like that in the Smoothie King Center. It was pretty cool. They had COVID testing as well. So it's great to see they're finding ways to keep everyone safe, but also get people in arenas to cheer for this team because we're embarking on a pretty important offseason or coming up regular season for the New Orleans Pelicans. So I am excited about that to be able to get in there and, you know, maybe not have to wear masks, maybe feel you know much safer than we were the past couple of uh, past season. It's going to be awesome, but we get some real preseason games coming up. And look, that first one on October 4th is probably when we're going to have a much better idea of what the starting lineup is going to be, barring any injuries potentially. And I'm hopeful we'll see Najee Marshall in there alongside Nikhil. And we know Zion, we know Brandon Ingram, we know Valanciunas. It's kind of that mystery fifth person. Who's it going to be? Is it Devontae Graham? Is it Najee Marshall? We'll see. Uh, But it's exciting time to be a Pelicans fan, seeing that these lineups make a lot of sense. And you can start to potentially see the clear picture of what the rotation might be like. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Next week... How have the Pelicans gotten better offensively? Have they gotten better defensively? What about basketball IQ? What about coaching? All those intangibles. It'll kind of be a series of what they look like last year. What do they look like this year as we kind of compare the two with them? So that's what we're going to spend a bunch of next week on as well with Summer League and other news that's going to come up inevitably with that. So please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Tell a friend and 
subscribe on YouTube. Four things that take like all of 30 seconds total to do. So I appreciate you all listening today to this week of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all on Monday.